Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented to you by Harvey Norman. My name is Chris Kennedy. With me, as always, is Dom Brock. Dom, interesting teams this week. Yeah, quite a few changes this week, uh, CK. Um, a few, you know, forgotten fantasy buyers have uh, popped back in the in the starting teams. Um, a new British player who could be a, a bit of a bargain. Um, yeah, a few ins and outs, a couple of injuries. What to talk about? Probably a mix of good news and bad news, depending on who's in your team. We'll start off with the Cowboys, where there's good news for plenty of people. The hammer is back. Hamiso Tabuifido has been chosen at fullback, controversially bumping Val Holmes to the wing. Justin O'Neill is out, I think, injured rather than dropped. Um, Tom Opacek also gone. I think that one was a selection decision. Connolly Lemuelu is back in uh, the back line. Um, few talking points probably at the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the hammer we thought may have been uh, done and dusted or maybe a chance of coming back on the wing if they reshuffled things at the Cowboys. But um, yeah, the good news for hammer owners is he's at fullback, his preferred position. Um, Val Holmes shifting to the wing is a big talking point, but um, I think it probably makes sense. The Cowboys haven't really been clicking. Um, he obviously prefers to play fullback, but you know he's a rep superstar on the wing and will do the job there. So interesting to see how they will... Uh, play this week it's not an easy game they're playing the Roosters so decent chance that none of them get great scores anyway those back line players but we'll wait and see their forwards are getting a lot of points at the moment Tom Alolo Reese Robson another 60 odd Josh Maguire almost 70 last week so plenty of tackles for those guys again this week I imagine yeah Scott Drinkwater's probably um tailed off a, a fair bit. I know quite a few people have brought uh, Reese Robson in sneaky uh, sort of point of difference type options for getting some good scores at hooker. Um, but yeah, a few fancy talking points for them at the moment. They do take on the Roosters who have a couple of changes. Um, Dan Tupo has done his ankle. He's out. Uh, Boyd Cordner copped that head knock last week. Apparently he was available if they desperately needed him, but they're taking the safety first approach. Um, Ryan Hall in on the wing, Mitch Orbis in the back row. Lachlan Lamb uh, getting a few minutes off the bench, which is probably just a case of um, there's no reserve grade, and if they need him down the track due to Kiri or Flanagan yep. missing game time, they want to get some minutes in everyone. Um, a couple of monster scores, Tedesco and Crichton in particular last week. Absolutely. Those guys both got uh, 82 points. Tedesco, heaps of tackle breaks, a ton of metres. Uh, was in everything against the Storm in that win. Angus Crichton, he was making more than a tackle a minute in the first 20 minutes or something in that game, which is insanely busy for a, for an edge forward um, generally, but um, he can do a bit of everything, as we've said. So those guys going great. Um, Tedesco, I mean, obviously a must-have at some point this season. He's very expensive now, but I guess you don't want to win, miss those big 70s and 80s if you don't have them in your team. So... Good one to get if you can't afford it. Um, Kyle Flanagan's the other one. Got to try early on in that Storm game. Just keeps racking up the points, both, you know, points in NRL and then points in fantasy, kicking goals as well. So um, what was that? 65 last week, averaging high 50s. You know, we've got to say this point is up, up there with the keepers. Yeah. Well, is that going to stop? I mean, well, I wouldn't be stunned if he scores again. They probably should beat the Cowboys pretty comfortably this mm-hmm. week, which could mean another, you know, bunch of tries for backline players, including Flanagan. Do we want to talk much about Nat Butcher coming in um, at lock? Yeah. 50-odd minutes, 54 minutes, 48 points. Pretty slow first in, I think, and then caught up at the end, if I'm remembering that correctly. But it's yeah, not terrible. He was, 
not terrible. Um, kind of as expected, really, for a, for a lock generally. Um, we discussed his points per minute's been really good this year. Um, last week, we also discussed he hadn't really pumped out massive scores when he does start at lock. Uh, previously, um, I think he lost money because his break-even was quite high last week as well. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, I didn't buy him. A lot of people did buy him. As you said, that first thing, he didn't score that many points. He went off after not that long either, 25 minutes or something, and then came back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, gonna, I'm not sure if he's going to make a ton or be a keeper at this point, but, you know, early days. If you um, ideally the play last week was wait and see because of the high break even break evens dropped down a bit and he's probably going to start going back up again this week. But then I saw a quote from Luke Keary saying that Isaac Liu could uh, come back at at lock yeah. as well, which is a bit of a concern. So probably safety first, still the option there. Ideally with Butcher, Titans and Warriors uh, Friday the early game. I'm very much looking forward to this one actually. Um, Titans were probably should have been up at halftime against the Sharks. They were doing some nice things mm-hmm. and then just completely fell to bits in the second half and conceded. It was about 40 to 10 in the end they went down. Um, Warriors are a really impressive win uh, against the Broncos. They've um, just keep, seem to, you know, they've beaten the, the lower ranked teams, but they're, they're racking up a few, which is good to see. This Titans team list is just doing my head in. I don't really know yeah. what's going on. Two back rowers, both in the centres. Um, Tyrone Roberts played one game, he's out again. I don't haven't heard of him picking up another injury if he's just not picked. Mm. Corey Thompson at fullback, Tremaine Spry debuting on the wing, Sam Stone back in the second row in place of Bo Fermore, who's um, at the centres with in the centres with Peachy back on the bench, and obviously Aaron Clark back in the starting side with Mitch Rain um, having done an injury. What <sighs> to go through there? Tons, tons happening. Bo Fermore was. Um... One of the big ones on the weekend, a late starter um, in the second row and then made a couple of big line breaks in the first half and had what, 48 or 45 points or something at half time, and then finished on 56. Um, so pretty quiet second half. Um, he was filling in, we all assumed, for Kevin Proctor, who was sent to miss two weeks, um, maybe a few more, but not heaps. So he was a risky buy for those who got him, but he made a lot of money, uh, you know, a big score and a lot of money after the first uh, first game. The fact he's in the centres is weird. It means he's got more chances, I guess, of staying in the team somewhere when Proctor comes back. But what kind of points is he going to expect playing in the centres compared with in the forwards? Yeah. I mean, his, a, his defense was it... pretty shaky. He finished up with six yeah. missed tackles, whereas his running game sort of out on the edge was the highlight. So a lot of that probably translates well to moving a, a little bit wider on the field. Um, should have had a couple of try assists, um, completely bombed yeah. a, a, a try assist gone begging right on half time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's available at uh, only at second row. He, I guess if he stays in the centers, he could get DPP, but then sort of back to front. You'd rather he's playing in the back row available at centre than vice versa. But um, what's Absolutely. Negative, big negative break even or minus nine. Yeah. Break even. Pe- people have been talking about maybe people who have bought him and being optimistic um, about when Proctor comes back, maybe he replaces um, Hipgrave in the other second row spot. But I'm not sure if that's happening just yet. Um, yeah, as you said, his defence was the the weakness, really. Um, he was really good in attack in the first half, but then had a few tries go down that uh, his left side um, for the Titans. So, um, Hipgrave, at least, is a pretty solid defender. Um, so, I think he probably stays. Proctor definitely gets one second row spot. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, all this is pointing to, I think Fern is a big risk at this point. Yeah, and he made, he even though he missed, <coughs> excuse me, six tackles, he did make 37 tackles, which he's not going to do mm. in the centres either. So, um, yeah, true. A few question marks there. Is it worth talking about Milwaukee Fodawaka or it's just sort of same again, still scoring well? Same again, another score close to 60. He's still probably underpriced for that kind of uh, score. Really good. The other one, Jamin Jolliffe, we've mentioned a couple of times. He's got now... Uh, 50 in two of his three starts in the front row. That's 404k, which is very cheap. We're going to talk about Luke Thompson later, who's 50 and yeah. looks good value. So if Jolliffe can keep getting decent scores at 400, he's um, very cheap. Just that kind of maybe mid-range cash cow rather than a yeah. cheaper option. And um, yeah, I mean, his spot looks reasonably safe. The, you know, the Jared Wallace on the reserve, Shannon Boyd, mm. you know, potentially going to have to retire due to um, injury. So he's, he's probably pretty safe for the time being. Um, anyway, Warriors team list. Um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek is obviously back after a, a one-game suspension. It's pretty much bottomed out in price, but hasn't looked like putting together a score. He's still getting huge meters, but just not getting any busts or assists. Um, otherwise, Chanel Harris-Tavita starts Cody Nicarima out uh, after that head knock last week. Jazz Tavanga back on the interchange. I guess the dream here is that he plays some small minutes and drops some coin and then um, ends up with a, a big minute starting role. Does cast a shadow over Torhu Harris and potentially Wade Egan. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would think that big minutes off the bench he has in the past. He was a interchange player of the year like a couple of years ago or something. Um, so, yeah, I would guess that he probably takes some points off to Harris. We'll wait and see. And, yeah, he should probably start at some point at lock. So, yeah, ho- hopefully for all of us who don't have him, he has a few yeah, small minute games, as you said, off the bench and then comes in at sub 700K and starts racking up 50 and 60 points a game mm. as he did in the back half of last season. So, yeah, one to watch, I think, in the next few weeks. Absolutely. Uh, Souths and the West Tigers on Friday night, the second game. Um, Braden Burns, uh, unfortunately, a, a really nasty knee injury that dislocated kneecap last week. He's out uh, potentially for the season. Uh, Bailey Sirenen comes back into that bench spot after being a, a withdrawal last week. Sounds like some sort of minor back complaint. Um, but he's in. I know a few people jumped on him as a possible cheapie after building his minutes in previous weeks. Uh, thoughts on the Rabbitohs? I guess Latrell Mitchell, a bit of a talking point as well. Yeah, Latrell's a tricky one, isn't he? So, um, 22 points, you know, the kind of game where you would think a fullback would score well. He just didn't really get that involved in attack, and he doesn't get a ton of run meters like these other guys that we mentioned. Um, at fullback in fantasy. So 22 is really annoying. He is still, you know, you can play him in the centres. There aren't that many consistent centres. Even fullbacks we saw, I mean, he outscored Calvin Ponger on the weekend, for instance. So mm. I don't think he's a sell. I think he's just someone you're going to have to put up with if you've got him in your team. Hope that he gets more of those 70s and 80s mm. uh, on his day. Um, otherwise, yeah, Cam Murray, 70 points, really good score. Um, his first really big score in, uh, since he's gone back to lock this year. Um, Adam Reynolds, would you count Adam Reynolds as a keeper this year? He has been before. Yeah, I mean, he always, he, he misses very few games, but he always, or well, certainly in recent years, but he just yeah. tends to miss one or two at the wrong time for fantasy coaches, which is why he's kind of got that injury-prone um, tag, which I know he's burned a lot of coaches in the past. And yeah, I don't know. I think just with yeah, Cleary being close to, must have, and then a few other, you know, Flanagan going so well, Moses back from injury soon, there's probably better options. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. 
Um, Tigers, uh, Michael Cheekham is the new centre for Joey Lelua, who's been suspended. So Tommy Talao stays out on that wing spot. Um, Moses Embai is named in the other centre spot, despite having a bit of a knee issue last week. Luciano Lelua and Sam McIntyre both went off with head knocks, uh, but they've been named. Um, Eisenhuth, a massive score, but has uh, Twile's return looming. Harry Grant just going from strength to strength. Yeah, that's about it. I don't think I've got much more to add uh, to that one. Um, yeah, good news if all three of those guys play, you mentioned, and by Leilor and McIntyre. McIntyre was a cash cow option last week, but he got, I think, seven points. So that's going to put a halt to his scoring for a little bit, but he's still quite cheap, covers centre and second row, which can be handy down the track. Um, Luciano Leilua is one of those almost keepers, scoring, what, 48 points a game. I think he got 42 before he went off injured after about 60 minutes last week. So he was on track for a good one. Uh, He's in both of our teams, I think, and I'm not sure if he's a keeper or not at this point. I was probably going to sell him this week if he wasn't going to play. And now that he is, I think I'm probably just going to leave him there. But yeah, not not a convincing keeper, but averaging close to 50. If he's not, you know, if he's just down in your 16th, 17th spot, then that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Then Especially I'm, this season. We're not going to have super teams with every player being a 55-point player. So yeah, probably one to hold, I guess. That's right. Um, Sharks and Panthers kick off Saturday afternoon. Footy, Matt Moylan out with another hamstring injury. Josh Dugan is the new fullback. Uh, Ronaldo Militalo rejoins the back line. Um, what's doing with Sharks fantasy-wise? Sean Johnson's been pretty good. Blake mm. Braley finally is putting yeah. together the scores that I wanted at the start of the year and then sold him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's made half his price rises in the last couple of weeks, so... And they're going to con- continue to, you know, back-to-back scores in the 60s. He's going to make money for a little while yet. So, well done if you've held him. We didn't. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think Johnson, Toby, Toby Rudolph's a bit similar. Had a pretty good score on the weekend, so we'll make a bit more cash. Not quite in the same um, at the same level as Braley will, but for the next couple of weeks, he'll earn it a little bit more. Uh, Johnson, you talked up quite a bit last week. You didn't jump on board or anything, I, I assume. But oh, if we'd had six trades, maybe, but I only had four, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got no trices though. At least one yeah. more on the weekend, maybe two. So uh, two, um, two more, two. Yeah, there you go. It's way out in front. <laughs> he's, I think he's beating some entire teams, isn't he? He's got twelve now. Mm. Uh, Panthers are going pretty well. Brian Toe, unfortunately, out with an ankle injury. Um, Dean Fade returns to the back line. That's their only change. Um, fantasy talking points. Jerome Luai, for me, was a um, very, very welcome score. Unbelievable. Heaps of uh, tackle breaks. I think eight in the end. Got yeah. a couple of try assists. Played great. Um, 68 points. That's going to keep his price moving for a while yet. And, um, yeah, it means you can suddenly feel semi-confident playing in, on your bench, I guess, this week. Mm. I don't know. Is that a, is that a one-off or is he going back to 25s or something? I mean, he, he looks so good that it's hard to see him go backwards significantly, especially certainly in these games where we expect North mm. to win. Well, he started really strong last week. Was it South they played? Oh, he had a couple of try assists early, then sort of did mm. nothing in the second half, only got 40. But, um, yeah, running game really came to the fore in this game, finished up with 68 points, which was handy, really grown into that. 
um, role growing in confidence. So might almost be a, a viable top 17. I unfortunately still have him in my starting side because I just, uh, well, I'm waiting on Mitch Moses to get back, but haven't been able to do anything mm-hmm. about him anyway. Um, yeah, handy scores. What about, um, I mean, obviously, Coruscant is putting up keeper-level scores. They had a few, bit of chat in recent weeks about James Fisher-Harris. Still a bit of a discount on last year, playing big minutes, mm. 62 on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, rock solid. Um, he's averaging in the 50s, 55 or something. So, mm. yeah, he's certainly up there. Dual position as well, I think. So Yeah, it's handy. All that is, all that is very handy this year. You know, his injuries won't stop, I don't think, anytime soon. So, good to have those yeah. versatile forwards. Second Saturday game is the Broncos up against the Bulldogs. Um, the game someone has to win. Um, <laughs> be interested to find out who that's going to be. Brisbane have named the same 17 players they named last week, which is scarcely mm. believable. Just switched a few jersey numbers on the forwards. Pango to prop. Oates starts. Flegler back to the bench. Um, although there is a chance that one of Katoni Staggs or Matthew Lodge returns from injury. They've been named in the reserves. Um, Fantasy-wise, Tessie Niu showing some reasonably positive signs. Looks like, I mean, Jermaine Izarko has not been playing well. Oates has sort of been bumped. He was dropped and then now he's in the forwards. Um, so Tessie Niu might be the, the fullback moving forward. We get 35-ish on the weekend. Yeah. yeah pretty still good 2 12K. A, yeah, absolutely. So he, he missed or only just hit his break even last week and what was really high scoring round. So he's still absolute base price, but um, that'll change after this week. His break even's in the single digits. So he'll start making money at last. Um, yeah, I assume he stays there for good. I'm, I'm expecting the Broncos will make changes on game day. I think it definitely, well, I think Stags will play at least maybe Lodge and um, we just, maybe um, Anthony Sebo is just keeping his likely team changes secret for now. Who knows? Um, there'll be some kind of reshuffle. Um, yeah, at this point, I think unless Anthony Milford gets bumped to fullback at some point, I think Jesse New stays there mm. for good. What about Herbie Farnworth? Had a low break even last week, scored another try, um, 36 points, about what was it 40 grand price rises, negative break even again this week. I, I guess you know, final team lists will determine that with Katani yeah. Stags, but a um, bit of talk that Darius is in trouble of being dropped. Could Farmworth potentially have that spot sewn up? And if so, is he a possible low end carrier? Yeah, if if all that happens, yes, he is. <laughs> it's a lot of years. I don't know. Seabold's been very, um, you know, patient and, and happy to play Darius Boyd at, at all opportunities. So mm. that's going to have to change probably. Like Stags definitely starts in the centres. If Darius is there in the centres as well, then someone else drops out and it's Coates or Oates. So, uh, Coates or Farnworth, I guess. So, mm. Who knows? It's one of those games where it would be nice if the Broncos were playing on a Thursday night so we'd know all this at the start <laughs> of the round rather than Saturday afternoon. So anyway, we'll, we'll know closer to, uh, to game day. The way my team's been going this year, Stags will play centre and Boyd will play fullback and Tessie will get dropped. Exactly, yeah, it's a risk. <laughs> Uh, they take on the Bulldogs. The big news there is that Luke Thompson, who has come to us via a couple of weeks in Melbourne quarantine from the UK, starts in the 13 jersey with Adam Elliott out uh, probably for the season with a shoulder injury. Um, run the rule over this guy. He's not cheap, but he's not expensive. He looked like a decent worker in the UK. We're not quite sure how many minutes he's going to get or what his output's going to be here. Is he a wait and see? Is he a jump on board? 
Yeah, definitely a wait and see for me. His, his scores in the Super League weren't great. I think they would equate to maybe an average in the low 40s or something, which is nothing to write home about. But as we've seen, you know, certainly middle forwards like Locks, their averages this year have jumped up, you know, five points a game by, compared to last year for some players. Look at Zoyo and Charles and these guys. Um, Thompson's going to a faster, you know, the NRL's faster generally than Super League and even faster this year. So I think as long as he doesn't make a lot of errors and missed tackles, I think just his work rate should be pretty high in that Bulldogs pack um, just by default. So who knows what his minutes are going to be first up. Maybe he just plays 40 minutes, you know, in his first game. Um, but yeah, I won't be buying him this week, but he's pretty good value. If he does end up getting 50s, even right on 50, he's, he's pretty good value right now. So um, one to look at next week, I think. I was watching um, Brandon Wakeham's score unfold mm. in this game with all those base stats, and I couldn't help but recall that he was in my team at the start of the year, and he was starting <laughs> to make some really good cash. And then for reasons known to nobody other than Dean Pay, he was inexplicably dropped. Um, and now he's back and he just scored 57, and I'm a bit irritated about it. He had 500 kick metres or something. Yeah. I think, in that game as well. No sure luck on mm. Anyway, one for next time, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm not going to buy him because I'm just refusing to burn more trades <laughs> on players that I've already owned. But is he a buy? He's 471. What's... If he keeps pumping out, you know, break even of 10, if he keeps taking all the kick metres, his base stats are actually okay. He can average 50-odd. He might make another, what, 100, 200? Yeah, you get... You get young halves getting 57, that's quite 57 sometimes, like a Jerome Luai or something, which is because of heaps of tackle breaks. But that game he had, did he have one? I think he had one try assist. One try assist, uh, one bust. And the rest is all repeatable numbers, theoretically. Like he could get yeah. 50 points a game if he just keeps up those, those base stats, in which case he's a steal. So, yeah, I could see it happening. I won't get him either this week, I don't think, but... Um, if he gets another score in the 50s, he's going to be very interesting to look at next week. Fatala Marinor, an upward trend, 70 points with a try, is, uh, would have probably been a reasonable mid-range buy a few weeks ago. He's made all his money back that he lost at the start of the year and is now up on starting price. Yeah, a couple of 50s and then that 70. So, yeah, looking pretty good, I guess, for, for regular 50s. Um, it's a bit of a step up from what he was last year, but as I just mentioned, a lot of forwards are scoring better this season than they have before, so it could, could be consistent. Raiders and Storm on Saturday night. I'm very excited for this one. Raiders uh, gave them a touch-up upon the resumption back in round three, but um, form of each team has sort of gone in opposite directions since then. A lot of injuries in the Raiders pack. We saw Horsburgh go down um, previously now. Sia Soliola uh, and Emre Gula both injured potentially uh, very long-term. Um, Joe Tarpany named a start. Papali back in the run-on side. Denomis Louis back in the starting side. Uh, Kai O'Donnell uh, makes his NRL debut off the bench. Ryan Sutton, who scored well last week, actually bumped back to the interchange amongst the reshuffle. Um, Curtis Scott has gone from centre to bench to dropped altogether. Yeah. I can see why I made that call. But yeah, the interesting one here is, uh, I think Ryan Sutton, everyone was looking at him when he scored really well last week, as you said, uh, in the high 60s. Um, then with all this competition for minutes in the middle forwards dropping out with injuries, you would have thought he would have been 
set for the next month or two uh, at lock, but he's not. Joe Tapene is back in the side straight away. So maybe that was just a one-off last week, Tapene going back to the bench, who knows? Well, yeah, that's how they yeah, named so, it last week, and Tapene reverted on that the one-hour team list, so maybe that even happens again. Maybe it happens again, who knows? Um, if it, I mean, at this point, I think going him going to the bench is enough to scare me off looking at him this week. But um, otherwise, 459K, if he can get regular 50s, he's... Um, you know, very good value, but it's hard to be sure any bench forward is going to do that, even with all these injuries. So, yeah, maybe another one to to wait and see if you can hold off a trade until six thirty Saturday night and see if yeah. he's promoted back to the team. Perhaps. True, true. true. Um, the Storm uh, have Suliasi Vinavalu out with a tweaked hamstring. Marion Sebe comes in on the wing. Uh, the way they've named the team, I think, is the way they named it last week in terms of Jack starting. Cam Smith hooker, Brandon Smith bench, but those did a big swap around on um, on the one-hour team lists and Smith started in the halves. Brandon scored really well. Cameron probably a little bit down on what we're accustomed to. Not sure if they'll do that again this week. Uh, takes on Melbourne? Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, I was thinking that, he would, that Cameron Smith would start halfback again this week after it pretty much worked, I guess, at the wrist, against the Roosters last week. Um, the other notable thing there is Cam Munster, who's actually in the reserves this week, so he could be back, if not on Saturday, then next week. So don't expect anything to change too much. It's not like Cameron Smith's going to get a, a string of low, lower-than-average scores playing in the halves and then get heaps cheaper if it's just one more game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, otherwise, yeah, so I don't know if there's... <laughs> Any real buys then with all that taken to account? I don't know. If, no. I mean, some people brought Brandon Smith, I think, when he started last week. But again, if it's one more round, I don't know if it's worth it. Um, yeah. All right. What do you get? 59? 59? 59? Well, we yeah. It's pretty much all base as well. I think there were two busts and the rest of it was just tackles and, and run meters. But 146 run meters, he's sort of still playing his normal role more than a, you know, the classic distributing mm. dummy half. But yeah. Um, uh, in terms of buys, actually, Tom Eisenhuth, possible cheapy. That's true. Minutes on couple of, yeah, a couple of 35-minute appearances off the bench, I think, in the last couple of weeks and scoring a bit better than a point a minute. So, yeah, there's a few of those guys who are really busy middle bench forwards this year who are really cheap. And, yeah, he's been one of them. So, someone to consider. I assume his role's pretty solid. There's no likely players going back to... Well, I'm out. wondering if he's been getting the minutes because of the Munster thing and Smith, right. Cam Smith goes to halves, Brandon Smith goes to hooker and Tom Eisenhuth picks up the extra middle minutes that Brandon Smith has left vacant and then the return of Munster sort of pushes everyone back to their usual spots and Tom Eisenhuth That's goes true. back to playing, what's he, eight minutes, three minutes, six minutes, six minutes, his first four games until Munster got injured. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a good point. Maybe yeah, maybe, uh, maybe take it easy on Tom Eisenhuth. Knights for Eels, Sunday afternoon on uh, at McDonald Jones Stadium, I should say. Um, Kalen Ponger I bought last week and it has not quite <laughs> paid dividends the way I was hoping it would. Um, Edric Lee's out with a broken arm. Tex Hoy uh, starts on the wing, although Stafford Toa is on the bench. Um, Sione Mataria, unsurprisingly, not playing this week after looking very groggy. Courtesy of a series of head knocks last week. Um, thoughts on the Knights? Probably a bit going on here. Yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, Kalen Ponga will score more than 17 points this week. I'm fairly confident in saying. 
<laughs> look, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a tentative promise that that's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he got 68 against the Broncos with no tries, no assists, just a lot of busts and heaps of touches. So, yeah, surely he gets back to that. He had a few good little plays, but they were just getting out of his own in goal and beating a yeah. player. So, not a lot of fantasy points in that. And he just had a few errors, didn't have a huge impact in attack at any point. So, yeah, bad game from him, fantasy-wise. Um, Brabham Best, likewise, has come back down to earth a little in the last few weeks with what are kind of regular centre scores rather than those massive 70s and 80s he got with all those tries in the first couple of games. So Knights have suddenly um, decided to stop playing the left side of the field, which has not helped his scores. <laughs> yeah, well, either of those scores, Pong or Robest. But, um, yeah, they'll bounce back at some point. This is going to be a tough game for those guys against a very uh, informed Eels team, so not expecting massive attacking stats from them this week, but they will come later on. Um, yeah, Mitchell Pierce is the other one. He's... Uh, Price bottomed out, I think, a couple of weeks ago, maybe after that um, injury a few weeks ago. Uh, got 64 on the weekend. Really good base stats. Um, still very cheap for a probably keeper level half, 680K. So pretty good buy, I think. Another, uh, Jacob Sophie is up 220K and he's only really had two good scores all year. Mm. He um, was really cheap at the start of the year, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. one of those good scores was on the weekend. Um, so I'm wondering if, I mean, you wouldn't buy him now, I guess, but if you took the pun on him, you're probably enjoying some price rises. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew McCulloch, a massive score for anyone who jumped on him when he mm. started tackling himself to a standstill when he first showed up at the club. 74 with a, um, a sneaky little try, try. in the dummy half. Yeah. Anyway, they take on Parramatta, who were um, dominant both uh, on the field and in fantasy last week. Clint Gutherson, a monster score. Mike Acevo, four tries. Um, plenty of points to go around for the Eels. Largely unchanged other than Nathan Brown returning at lock. A um, little bit of a tweak in terms of the bench forwards. Um, Jay Field was probably not a buy just with Mitch Moses back so quickly, but exploded uh, against the Cowboys. A whole bunch of tackle busts and uh, a really... Um, try in the corner that really showed off his electric pace. Uh, if you did take the punt on him as a cash down in his first week, you're laughing, but I think it's way too short term to be buying him now. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's one of those guys who yeah, wasn't a good buy unless he had a massive score and he had a massive, massive score got 64 points. So mm-hmm. he will make a lot of money, but yeah, if Moses is back in a week, then you know, not as much money as if you scored regularly 35s for seven weeks, say, rather than one or two good scores in over a fortnight. Um, yeah, Gutherson, 102 points. His average is up into the 50s. Um, a few questions, I think, about him this week. He's probably one of the keeper options at, at winger fullback. There's basically Tedesco, mm. a big him first, a big gap, then Caleb Ponger, and then a bit of a gap, and then a bunch of guys who can score 40, 45 and up. Mm. He's, he's certainly in there. Absolutely. Um, the round finishes up at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. The Dragons hosting the Sea Eagles. Dragons have Tarek Sims back from a broken wrist. Tyrell Fulmayono, who's made some good cash the last few weeks, drops back to the bench. And Corbin Sims out of the side. Ben Hunt starts at hooker, which means Cam McInnes is set for 80 minutes in the number 13 jersey. Um, and someone who shelled out bulk cash for him a few weeks ago, I'm hoping that means he gets dual position status in round 12. Yeah, that's quite quite uh, big news, isn't it? So, um, McGinnis, 80 points a game this year, which is staggering. Um, 
best scorer in the in the whole comp. Um, if he can keep that up while starting at lock, then comes dual position, he's going to become uh, very close to must-have as not just the top hooker available, but the top second row available as well. So uh, big news there. Um, for Imona, that's a, a bit of a blow for those who have him going back to the bench, as you said, but he has made made a bit of money. I think Zach Lomax has got a bit of injury concern this week. Which yeah, is... hurt his knee and is in major doubt, which I don't yeah. need, and I'm just going to not think about it until it's confirmed one way or the other, I think. One of the things there for those of us who have him is they play Sunday night, 6.30, so you want to kind of set your team up if you are playing Lomax to have a, a reserve covering whatever position he is. So if you've got, yeah. you know, a backup centre, then play him in the centres. You've got a backup wing a fullback playing it, wing a fullback or put him on the bench or something. So you don't want him to be a laid out and you get stuck with 16 players. So it's something to consider. Um, otherwise, Adam Clune, another score in the 20s. He's a good little player, but he's just not a fantasy scorer, unfortunately. So... Yeah. Probably one to sell soon unless you expect him to score a try. I mean, he's now basically priced at what he's been scoring, which is mid-20s. So I'm just going to need it. He's 39 on debut without really doing a lot and hasn't yeah. since. Um, bit of a um, bit of a furphy, that one. But hopefully you can find a few try assists uh, against Manly on the Sunday. Speaking of Manly, Anifanor Blake is suspended for some pretty tasteless words directed at the referees. Uh, Martin Tapau has lost a fair bit of cash recently and should get some big minutes, at least for the next fortnight. Um, or longer if there's a, an escalated penalty to Fenel Blake. Uh, not sure what's happening there yet. Um, Taniela Paseka moves into the starting side. Morgan Boyle joins the bench. And Daly Cherry Evans, um, despite getting sin-binned, got an extreme mm. on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it looked like it was going to be a below average score for him when that sin-bin happened. Then he got a try. He almost got another try. Kind of bombed one um, in the right corner, um, but did everything. Had a lot of kick meters. Had an assist, tackle breaks. Um, it's the kind of game that we were saying, you know, a while ago at the start of the season, he kept getting these 50s and 60s without really doing much in attack. And now uh, with no Tommy Turbo there, he has to be the, the real focal point in attack. So um, expect him to step up, I guess, in the next few weeks in games that they win and, and gets involved with try scoring play. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a few big scores, at least until Jaboyevich comes back. Um, and he's certainly good, you know, he's, he's priced pretty well, I think, at, at under 800 grand. So, uh, yeah, goodbye, DCE. And, yeah, Martin DePau's the other one. Either this week or next week, it looks really good value. I think he's break-even still in the 60s, but he could it's easily get 60 and up. Yeah, yeah, this week. And at the very least, really solid 50-plus scorer from here on out, I would, I would expect. I mean, he's been playing sort of sub-50 minutes every game. You'd think with Fenua Blake out, he's going to have to lift... Uh, a little bit. It's not really anyone else worth talking about it, mainly, is there? No, I think that's it. Let's get into some questions. Um, Captain Jack is sitting on Cohen Hess and Jai Arrow. Should he keep them or are they cells? Um, I think I've got to look at break evens and everything, but Arrow, I think, is still a keeper. He's, his average has not been as great, as good this year as it has been in the past. I think it's in the like low 50s, maybe 52 or something. Uh, I'm kind of guessing I'm going off last week at the moment. Oh, right on 50. Yeah. Um, and Hess is 45. So, yeah, I think Hess is one to upgrade at some point. Um, Arrow I'd be holding 
It's probably a he luxury lost a fair bit of cash. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, more than one for the end of the season if you've got a few spare trades, which mm. is probably unlikely at this stage. He's lost cash, but he's probably not going to lose much more from where he's at at the moment. Um, Inner Fantasy asks thoughts on Siwa Taukiaho with increased minutes and production. It's been a big fortnight for Siwa. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, sorry, guys. Yeah, I was going to say that um, there's two big scores. One of those scores came in that game where they had two players suffer ACL injuries and there were Siwa and Hargreaves both played almost 80 minutes. So that's right out of the box. But um, yeah, good against um, the Storm on the weekend as well. Although that was a golden point game too. Exactly, yeah. So that game, he actually did play the full 80 uh, against the Dragons and then, yeah, 65 in a, what, 85-minute game against high-quality opposition last week. So, yeah, I think those are probably both out-of-the-box scores or, or games for him. That is his two highest-minute games easily in the season. So, yeah, obviously a really good player. I just think Roosters forwards tend to share the fantasy points around a bit too much yeah. for me to consider them as beyond... Angus Crichton at this stage. Question from someone, guess friend. Yeah, someone calling themselves Payne Haas's son who wants to know is Twal a must have in the front row or is someone like Fudawaka or Clemmer sufficient? Uh, yeah, the only key, uh, you know must have in the front row is Payne Haas, I think. The rest, as long as you pair him with another uh, good one and, and they're all good ones, Twal's excellent, probably the next best. Fudawaka is not far behind. Clemmer's been really good as well. So, yeah, any of those or you know, two of those and Haas in your squad is, is great, I think. A question that you might have already answered earlier, but he also asked uh, who's the best third option wing fullback to go with Teddy and Ponga looking at Dufty and Gutherson or Roger Tuomasa Shek. I don't know. I think fullbacks, it really gets coloured. What you've used gets coloured a lot by what just happened on the weekend. So two weeks ago, Ponga had 68 and everyone was loving him. And now everyone's gone off him and thinks Gutherson because he's just got 100 is the best. So... I don't know. They were all pretty inconsistent apart from Tedesco. So anyone averaging better than 45, I think is, is fine. I'm, I'm quite happy, I think, still to keep Pappenhausen as my third for quite a while yet. Even, um, well, I mean, Gutherson and Nofaluma are the next two best. Uh, yeah, Nofaluma is the other one. Yeah, yeah. very consistent. Um, uh, Tommy G says, is both firm or still a buy despite starting at centre? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I probably wasn't going to rate him a buy even if he started in the second row this week, just on the, the risk that Kevin Proctor comes back next week. Um, starting at centre, yeah, still just throwing me. He, he, could, he might stick around for good, but he might only score 25, 30 points a game. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't know. I'm thinking he's like the break even's appealing. The fact that he's at centre sort of means he might stay in the team, but be keen to see how he actually goes at centre but then if you wait a week he's going to jump another 40 grand and then you, it's almost yeah. too late it's a gamble as long as you know it's a gamble <laughs> yeah you can, you can do it and, yeah that is the main thing um uh, hunter hutchin looking at nat butcher and hudson young waited a week on both of them to see how they went is it worth getting them or should i hold on to katoa i guess that's ellie katoa uh, another week uh if you're holding Katoa, it might obviously wait just holding for another couple of weeks. I'm not sure when he's due back. Is it a couple of weeks? Um, otherwise, around 10, I think, might be back after one more one more out. Yeah. Um, yeah, in which case, probably just hold Katoa maybe for one more out. But out of the other two, um, I went with Young. I think Young's the better option. He was 
cheaper. It's Bregman was better. He's going to play pretty much 80 every week and hopefully make 40, 45 tackles, which is very reliable. And, um, and Butcher, I'm not sure if he stays at hooker when Leo comes back. So, yeah, I think Young wins that matchup. Uh, yeah, from here, I'd say that's probably the way to go. Um, Brent Jackson, is it too early to trade out Tohu Harris and get Tamalolo or Tavanga with uh, Jazz coming back um, this week? I wouldn't be certainly yeah. don't get Tavanga this week, and probably don't see yeah. Tohu this week. Yeah, agreed. Don't, don't do anything this week. Just wait and see how they go. Yeah. I mean, Tamalolo is always a, a good guy to get in, but don't go breaking your team to to get him in. Uh, urgently. Um, Huss for real asks, is Luke Thompson going to play 80 minutes? Uh, I can answer that. No, he won't. <laughs> Definitely not, I would I would think. Um, and also, is Fytala Mariner still going to get 80 minutes? I would say he probably will. Yeah, I mean, Edge... Ed, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Edge forward, sec- second row, is guys wearing 11 and 12 generally play 80 minutes, mm. and most of them score around 40. The busy ones score better, and Locks rarely play 80. There's a few exceptions this year, but I'm not going to expect the English prop to come in and play 80 straight away in NRL in yeah. his first game. Absolutely, no chance. Um Paul Burns has Sua, Hess, and Leilua in the back row. Who should he upgrade first? Uh, is there not much of a muchness? They're all kind of mid 40s scorers. Maybe um, Sua? Yeah, I think, yeah. By averages, Sua's average is 43, Hess 45. Leilua is usually, I mean, he got injured last week, so I'd say 48, 49. So, yeah, Sua first. Yep. Um, Jamarcus Deswan the seventh. Cool name. Is it too early to get Luke Thompson and Jazz Tabunga? I would wait on both of them. Uh, Luke Thompson yep. could potentially go up a bit this week if he scores well. Um, David Venner, do you think Paulo could keep this up? That's going to be Junior Paulo from the Eels, who's just offloading mm. like an absolute beast. Will be a good priced point of difference at front row. He probably can. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so he's less than 700 grand. His average is 54. He got 65 on the weekend. Yeah, that's all, they're all good numbers. So, um, a little bit of a gamble, but he's kind of a cheaper alternative to someone like Fun Awaken now. Um, has scored a couple of 65s in the last two weeks. So, yeah, pretty good option. Don't expect 60 plus every week, but could get, you know, 50s and up consistently. Matt Sindone is looking for the best cash out out of Tom Eisenhuth from Melbourne, Kai O'Donnell from Canberra, or anyone else. Uh, I don't know. Have you got an ob- obvious answer to that this week? Well, as we discussed with Eisenhuth, he could potentially drop his minutes when Munster's back in the reshuffle. Kai O'Donnell, I mean, the first, the, first game, who knows? Yeah, he might not play many minutes. They've got a few guys in there, like, you know, Papali, who can put in big minute stints in the middle. We saw Wright and Sutton play big minutes in the middle last week. Joe Tarpany can um, you know, get through plenty of work, so. I'd rather wait and see how he goes, but given the players they're missing, he might actually be set for a long stay in first grade, even if it's off the bench playing limited minutes. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Neo, if you haven't got him already, he's still 212k, very cheap. As long as he stays in that team, Bailey Serenin at South had a good score. His last start a few weeks ago. He's only had one decent score, so um, yeah, no, no huge standout options, but a few risks about. Certainly, Eisenhuth and maybe O'Donnell. 
Uh, time for one more. Ryan Burgess uh, brought in Tessie New last week, traded out to Noah Brown and Josh Kerr to get in Tedesco. Um, and a basement price I took, Braden Burns. Does I mean you bought him or you sold him? Not quite following. Anyway, is Latrell Mitchell a trade out since I have New Talao and Lomax? I'd probably hold fire on selling Latrell even after his last fortnight. Yeah, I think he's a hold now that you've got him. I mean, it, it, if you bought him, it shouldn't be a shock that he's an inconsistent scorer. He had a couple of scores in the teens at the start of the year. So um, I think you've got to hold him. If you've got too many winger fullbacks and centres, then I guess you could upgrade him to a different position at some point. But yeah, I, I try to stay patient at least another week and, and see what happens. Yep, for sure. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Um, action-packed fantasy podcast this week. Heaps of decisions to make. We'll be back, as always. Uh, Late Mail Crew's got their podcast on Thursday. I'll have the um, the preview video with Tanisha on Wednesday, all the Late Mail breaking news on nrl.com, and we'll be back this time next week with another teamless podcast. Yeah.